Drums, please. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Audible viewers, thank you for joining us for episode 43 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Summers. Joining me today in the Record Eagle studio, James Cook, a.k.a. the Beer Tent Heckler, and Jake Atnip, the, well, he would like to be the sexy maven, but he's not after the haircut that he got today. So Don't get me started, okay? (laughs) Don't get me started. We We won't name the... Young lady who cut your hair or the establishment, but all needless we'll say to say is, is Jake is displeased at the moment. All we'll say is I'm glad that I work for a newspaper and we do a radio podcast and I wasn't supposed to be on TV later today. Face made for radio, right? Well, no, no, haircut made for radio at this point. Haircut made for radio. Mm-hmm. There you have it. And a voice made for print. <laughs> yeah, James's nickname, calling attention to his weekend at Rock USA in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. He enjoyed getting rained on while others didn't, and he made sure to make them pay for it. Well, I mean, anyway, it was raining all during the All That Remains concert, and, you know, I went to go get a beer at the beer tent, and everybody's just just packed underneath the beer tent, just packed. And there's hardly anybody watching any of the concerts or anything like that. And I'm like, it's 90 degrees, and humid as heck this whole weekend, so it was just awful weather-wise and everything like that. You get a nice, cool rain, I'm like... Enjoy this, people. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, are we are we talking one being barely a sprinkle, a five being cats and dogs, and ten being pitchforks and hammer handles? Where are we at? It was probably in the four to five range. I mean, it was coming down good and consistently. The only reason they didn't call the show is because there wasn't lightning. They actually did cancel Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie, but the all that remains at least still played because uh, it was just coming down as a, as a heavy rain but i mean it was coming down heavy enough that i told you before that i pretty much ruined a pair of shorts because i have this cough from the allergies and i had some you know i had some cough drops in the in the side pocket of my cargo pants and uh, they melted completely <laughs> during the rain and like one whole side of the shorts is just red hindsight or got a hole future, mark future that was such a cough drop carries will uh, you, you'll have them in a plastic bag in your pocket. You have a baggie or something, yeah. But probably bringing something into a into a rock <laughs> festival with a baggie would probably draw some attention too. <laughs> what are those lozenges, sir? <laughs> You're gonna have to leave those up Do front. Do you plan on distributing those here at Rock? <laughs> What's it called? Rock, rock USA. USA. Rock USA. Do you plan on distributing those lozenges at uh, Rock USA, sir? Like actually, yes, for all those people with allergies. Well, as I mentioned, this is episode 43 of the Get Around Podcast. This will serve as our all-region softball and baseball special. Those teams will be released in print, uh, softball on Saturday, July 21st, baseball on Sunday, July 22nd. And on this podcast, we are going to reveal the dream teams. And the dream teams only. So you're going to have to get your uh, find out who your honorable mentions and second teamers are in the print edition. I did much of the work on softball. James did much of the work on baseball. Needless to say, there was so much talent and so many ridiculous numbers that uh, we're pretty much going dream team only here on this podcast out of necessity because you'd be listening for about two hours otherwise if we went through everybody that had a season worthy of mentioning or so be if we only use 10 seconds just to name them off that's right off some stats it would still take us an hour just to name each one of these teams 
So please make sure to pick up copies of the Record Eagle on Saturday and Sunday for those full teams as well as Player of the Year photos. That'll be our pulse. The bulletin board will get into some uh, Beach Bums rumors. James has the latest on that, as well as an update on Red Wings training camp that will return to Traverse City in early September. We do not have a guest this week. We do not have a guest this week, so we'll jump straight into the Hall of Fame following the bulletin board and induct another retroactive class from the spring season. We have so many athletes worthy of being included uh, after such a short spring. And then we'll uh, jump into the trifecta and just kind of go over, now that we will have done all of the dream teams for all the spring sports, uh, just kind of go over who we would pay money to see play again since we didn't have to pay money in the first place that's the that's one of the perks of this job as jake i think you said before unprecedented unprecedented prep access uh but there might be a name or two from each of us that we'd be willing to drop a few bucks at the gate to go see play either just because you know we were so impressed with how they played when we saw them or maybe because there's a player out there that just because of the way the schedule worked out we didn't get to see him play and we'd like one more opportunity and we would pay to do that Uh, so that'll be the show and uh, with that let's check the heartbeat of the sports world with the pulse speaking of the pulse before we jump into the softball team pulses quickened this weekend on saturday not necessarily because of excitement but just because of the dreaded hot and humid weather may i just wanted to thank uh, jake and seven and fours harrison Beebe for helping me move this weekend me and my family uh moved out of the rental we've been in for several years now and into a home of our own so big kudos to you guys and i mean you only drank a beer a wa- only, it was like a only one beer. A beer even but the pizza was was definitely a plus so yeah big thanks to you we we really appreciate you guys and uh I don't know if she'll be listening, but record eagle photographer Tessa Lighty helped out as well. So thanks to her. And uh, with that, let's get into the pulse with our coach of the year in softball, Frankfurt's Mike Thompson. He led the Panthers to the state quarterfinals, which was the deepest run of all of our softball teams uh, and won the program's first regional championship since 2013. Frankfurt went 33-8 on the season. The first player for our dream team, our 2018 softball dream team, is going to be Kalkaska slugger Taylor Kustra. Uh, she's second in school history for home runs behind only one other teammate, Mackenzie Wilkinson. Uh, she hit seven in 2018. She also finished the year with 58 hits, 22 extra base hits. Uh, she scored 59 runs and had 53 RBIs for Kalkaska. She also had a lot of speed on the base pass with 20 steals. That Blazers team was loaded. Uh, they had a, a great season. I know it ended a little earlier than you know they were planning on, but uh, man, that was yeah, that was a heck of a lineup from top to bottom. Yeah, they started the season what was it nineteen or twenty and zero uh, yep. before they even dropped a game. So it's definitely a special year from the start. Then we have uh, Boyne City's Katie Hoth, the uh, senior outfielder. I mean, Boyne City's just had a really good year overall this year. Boys, uh, girls, boys, girls. I mean, kind what, of across the every board sport. In a lot of sports. Um, they've just. Uh, been pretty consistent this year, but um, Ahoth had uh, just jaw-dropping numbers. 527 batting average, 1.027 slugging percentage. I mean, anytime you get close to a thousand slugging percentage, I mean that's uh, that's just 
and off the charts. Uh, 58 hits, 14 doubles, 8 home runs, scored 60 runs, drove in 38 more, uh, also stole 30 or 43 bases, and was named first team All-State in Division Three. You almost said 34 because you didn't think 43 was even possible, did you? This is episode 43 also. Oh, look at that. Number 43 on 43. Boom. Gaylord third baseman Savannah Kapinski, a sophomore, a super impressive season. She was first team All-State and earned it with a 491 average on 56 hits, 20 of those for extra bases, including 13 doubles and 6 homers. And she had 49 RBIs and 45 runs scored. The next member will be the third baseman senior from Traverse City, St. Francis, Sarah Chenard. She posted the third best av- batting average in the air or in the region at 577. She also had 45 hits. A third of those were for doubles, so 15 doubles. Uh, she scored 39 times and she drove in 24 runs. And I drafted her in. I realized in basketball and softball when we had our draft. Really? Yeah. Up next is the first uh, first uh, player from Frankfurt. Natalie Bigley, uh, third baseman and pitcher, junior. You know, really, they couldn't just pitch around anybody in, the, in, that, in that order. I mean, especially the top half of it. It was just uh, just pretty loaded. Bigley hit 415, slugged 822. She had 49 hits, including 10 home runs, scored 63 times, and got first team All-State. One of four Panthers that got first team All-State. Up next is a player that none of us had the fortune of seeing play, uh, but Manistee shortstop Aaron Vanderweel, a junior. Uh, I mean, her, her numbers at the very least speak to uh, some of the talent that she has. She hit 418 with a 530 on base percentage, 811 slugging percentage, so she had power, she had patience. She had 51 hits, including 22 for extra bases, and she scored 41 times and drove in 39 for the Chippewas. Now, somebody who really blew my mind when we were looking at these stats is the junior shortstop from Charlevoix, Hannah Solomon. There's no I drafted her in, my, in, yeah, our, in our draft. For this reason, and That's it's, right. it's because there's nobody more lethal on the base paths in the northern Michigan region. She led all area players with 61 stolen bases. That was well more than 10 closer than her next competitor. From the plate, she had 59 hits with a 621 average and a 693 on base percentage. Think about that for a second. More steals than hits yeah. when she's hitting 621. Yeah, that, so ev- <laughs> that, and you think every time she was on base, including the walks or whatever else it was, she was one, two bags. I can't even imagine having to try to throw against this girl. Back to Frankfurt again for uh, sophomore shortstop Haley Myers. She's the second best slugger by percentage in the region at 1.0. Eight one. She was also the home run queen with thirteen this year, and that's just an impressive number. I mean, what the leader? And as a sophomore. Yeah, and the, the leader in baseball was ten. So I mean, a lot of girls, both sports. A lot of girls ta- tally thirteen for their entire four-year career. Yeah, if so, they're lucky. Yeah, if they're lucky. So thirteen in a year is definitely. Impressive. I think she might have had double digits last year as a freshman. If not, she was close. Uh, she led the region in hits with 67, 35 of those over half of them went for extra bases. Also led area, all area players with 75 runs scored and drove in 53 runs. She's one of Northern Michigan's premier hitters, uh, was named first team All-State in Division IV. And I can't, I can't remember, I think it was last year she had what? Last year she had what, 77 runs? Some, I think, some I think bizarre a number. And that, and that was like in the top 20 in all-state in history or something, or top 10 even. Yeah, if that pace holds, I mean, she could score 300 runs in her prep career, which is, that's, yeah. 
That for for those of you who don't know, 300 runs in a softball prep career is outrageous. And he hit like 50 home runs. Yeah. Bear Lake shortstop and pitcher, a junior, Haley May, is our region's batting champion. No player hit better than her and her 625 average, nor did any player exceed her absurd region leading on base percentage of 704 or slugging percentage of 1.188. Of her 40 hits, 22 went for extra bases, including 10 triples, and she scored 23 runs and drove in 30. I mean, those are just crazy numbers. I mean, they barely put up big numbers quite often in all season. They just seem... Bear Lake doesn't back off when they're ahead either. No, they don't. They don't let the foot off the gas at all. The next member of the Dream Team will be the senior from Traverse City Central, shortstop Hannah Hall. You know, the matching shortstop finished fifth among area players with a slugging percentage of 888. Uh, she picked up 54 hits, 25 of those were for extra bases, including 10 home runs, which once again, that's a very high number. She had four triples, 11 doubles. She drove in one RBI for every hit she had and scored 49 times. So she had 16 stolen bases and, you know, few on this dream team can stack up to those type of numbers and how well-rounded she is. Yeah, she certainly was a contender for softball player of the year, obviously her being named right now she is not that choice but uh, she was definitely right there and all four of our last picks have either been named hannah or Haley, all spelled differently i love it when you pick out the such interesting facts james well, look three four <laughs> five six letters in their last name i remember seven look at four different schools too i mean what yeah. were the odds <laughs> but we're gonna break that here with uh kingsley's Maddie Alger, junior second baseman, uh, had numbers that just spoke for themselves. She hit 539, which was sixth best in the area, on 55 hits to go along with 25 runs batted in, 29 stolen bases, and 41 runs scored. I hear her dad coaches softball, too. I heard that as well. Any relation to Nate Alger? Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Probably. Shout out Quildemort. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard from him. About, I, don't think, I don't think he listened to last week's He said podcast. he was going to listen on his trip down to Pentwater, but I haven't heard. That would have been this weekend. Yeah. It's Monday. Did he, so, didn't he have today off? Probably. Uh, I, haven't seen him. I haven't seen him weaseling around here, so I'm sure he had it off. Another central standout, uh, Traverse City Central, that is, outfielder, sophomore, Lily Briggs. Uh, she put on a personal hit parade in 2018 and finished third in the region with 61 hits, including 14 doubles. She added 35 runs scored and 26 RBI. Another senior added to our list, the catcher from Petoskey, Carly Williams. Uh, Two-time first-team All-State selection. She hit 470 and posted 47 hits. She had 15 RBIs, 21 or 20 runs scored, and uh, 13 stolen bases. Sticking with catchers, we're going with Frankfurt senior catcher Keziah Stockdale. Not only outstanding defensively, she was uh, also a great offensive player for Frankfurt. Hit 423 with 47 hits. 15 of those went for extra bases, drove in 44, and scored 35 times. She was also named first team All-State in Division Four. Caitlin Gabos from Boyne City, a catcher and third baseman. She's a sophomore with speed, stealing 16 bases to supplement a 436 average, 800 slugging percentage, and 21 extra base hits, including nine home runs. She had 48 hits on the season, 44 RBIs, and 55 runs scored. Another girl who was very, very close 
to becoming the player of the year. If it may have been my choice, it may have been a bit different. Me and Brett definitely went back and forth on this. But the pitcher and Miss uh, pitcher, softball pitcher of the year in Division Four, I'm Olivia Tomaszewski from Frankfurt. She's the only pitcher who went toe to toe with our other player of the year candidate, who I will not reveal yet, but she went 17 and six on the season. She struck out 163 batters and posted a ridiculous ERA of .98, so sub one. Her whip was also incredible at .734, so she was just pretty, pretty shut down on the mound. Her bat was also no slouch. She hit 412 with 49 hits, um, 18 of those were extra base hits, and she drove in 54 runs. She also scored 39 runs, and she earned first-team All-State honors to go along with that uh, Miss Pitcher of the Year award in Division Four. Right, Benzie Central pitcher and shortstop Lauren Ross is up next. The uh, senior was an outstanding player with a uh, big bat and a big arm this season. She had 495, including 21 of her 49 hits going for extra bases. She won 10 games from the circle, struck out 128 batters and a 2.37 ERA. She was named first-team All-State in Division Three. Mackenzie Leach, uh, pitcher and shortstop, Kalkaska senior. She finished seventh in the region with 58 hits on a 4.43 batting average. She scored 48 runs and drove home 36. On top of it, she was the counterpart to our upcoming player of the year in the circle, registering a 1.73 ERA and 89 strikeouts in 93 innings. She went 13-4 and on the season. Up next, we have Traverse City Central sophomore pitcher Olivia Thieben. Uh, she drove in 50 runs this season. They go with 46 runs, uh, which Division level 1 level is just a pretty monster season. She did all that on 42 hits, 19 of those for extra base hits, 8 doubles, 3 triples, 8 homers. She had 412 this season, was also their ace pitcher, picking up 18 wins with a 2.52 earner on average, 129 strikeouts, and 227 and two-thirds innings of work. That brings up our 2018 Softball Player of the Year, and it is Kalkaska's Mackenzie Wilkinson. Uh, the easier question to answer would be, what didn't Wilkinson do at an elite level? She ranked top five in the region in slugging at 929, hits with 62, doubles with 15, home runs with 12, runs scored with 56, and RBI with 64. That number ranked first in the region and was 10 RBIs ahead of the next closest. To top it off, she led all area pitchers in wins with 20, ERA at .91, whip at .722, and strikeouts at 165. And almost ashamedly, is that the right word? Only given honorable mention on the Division II All-State team. So I know I didn't have a voice in that. I don't know who was voting but there's no way that Mackenzie Wilkinson is only an honorable mention uh, All-State pick. So, uh, you know, whoever did have a say in that w was sleeping at the wheel. Jake, did you want to have a little bit of an argument? I know we, we, I, we I, talked I, about Hull, we talked about Phoebe, we talked about Tomaszewski all being in the running for this yeah. award with Wilkinson. Did you... Did you really want to go head-to-head -head with mean, me here? Me, me and the, the, the last guy who went head-to-head -to, -head to me over one of these decisions, he may have, you know, his choice may have read it on paper, but he, he lost the argument. Well, it's not about, it's, me and you have already had this argument at least three or four times. Uh, but, you know, with the numbers and the way they speak, we both agreed. Wilkinson's numbers are better, even if you just put him next to, because, you know, my pick wouldn't, might have been Olivia Tomaszewski. 
But if, even if you put up the numbers, just the two of them, even their pitching numbers, you know, it's different different schools, different opponents, but Wilkinson has a better whip, a better ERA. And they pitched, I believe, it was a difference of six innings or seven innings. Yeah, uh, pitching numbers, they were almost identical. Yeah, it yeah. was at the plate, really, where Wilkinson yeah. was, where she separated herself. And, I, and, you know, I, you know, make some of those comments towards uh, Brendan in, in jest, but... You know, Tomaszewski certainly had a fantastic season. If we had that, you know, if we had an official ballot where you listed uh, Player of the Year voting one, two, three, four, Tomaszewski's almost certainly at number two. Uh, well, her, her batting numbers are right behind Wilkinson's for the most part. She the the ten less RBIs. The next closest competitor is Tomaszewski. The numbers are one and two, so sitting right at the top. I just. The thing is, is I think there had to be some sort of argument made, and it couldn't just be a wash on us all choosing Wilkinson. I appreciate that. For the sake of... James, did you want to jump in here at all? Nah, I think pretty much next year it's going to be Phoebing probably, right? I mean, she's only a sophomore, <laughs> so she's got, she's got two years. <laughs> she does, Yeah, I mean, Phoebing is certainly uh, primed and ready to go in her junior season to, to lead this field. So. But she's going to have Haley Myers to continue. I was gonna That's say, right, Frankfurt's no Haley Myers. There's no shortage of young talent on our dream team this mm-hmm. year, yeah. and a lot of high-powered young talent who are going to make waves for the next few years. You do have to Davis? consider a little bit, though, that players like Tomaszewski, players like Wilkinson, uh, players like Phoebing, who pitch and hit very well, you know, they have a bit of an inherent advantage into an award like this because uh, they have so much control over the outcome of a game from both the offensive and defensive uh, sides. Now, as we are probably going to come to find out when we go over our, our Dream Team baseball team, that's not always the case. You know, you can be a position player and still win. It's just a lot harder but it to is, it is, it is It's harder to do. It is harder to do. Well, so congratulations to all of our 2018 All-Region Dream Teamers uh, in softball. Again, second team and HM will be included in Saturday's print edition, so make sure to check those out. We will jump in right away to All-Region Baseball. James, take it away with our... 2018 All-Region Baseball Coach of the Year. Matt Nowicki of Gaylord St. Mary guided the Snowbirds to the Division IV semifinals for the third straight year. I mean, that kind of, just doing that for three straight years is just pretty darn good at a, at a school that small, I mean, a school of under 100 kids. Um, just this side of unheard of. Yeah. Just this side. <laughs> I mean, and, and they did it this year with one senior starter. I mean, they only had two seniors on the team, and one of them was a kid who had moved away and then moved back for his senior year, so he was kind of behind everybody else. Yeah. And uh, so he came off the bench, but, you know, a career 241, 140, 171 record in the 14 seasons with the Snowbirds. And once again, a very young team that is looking to make it four in a row, but just hopefully get to the actual final game this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to lose one very, very good player, but... We're going to get to They've got a lot of very, very good yeah, developing yeah. players. You're going to hear about those ones they've lost and the ones they still have coming up shortly. Our first member of the All-Region Baseball Dream Team is Gaylord Senior third baseman Blake Wright. He's a big-time bat for the Blue Devils lineup with a 483 average 
at 15 doubles, 3 home runs, 29 RBI, 37 runs scored, and 14 steals. He's the team's co-MVP and is a two-time All-Big North Conference pick and committed to play at Aquinas. The first pitcher to be added to our team will be Petoskey senior Joel Wilson. He posted a 4-0 record in Big North Conference play. He went 6-0 overall with a 2.15 ERA and 39 strikeouts in 39 innings and earned him first-team all-conference pitcher along with Central's Sam Schmidt. You know, the thing about Wilson is he's probably one of the most talented athletes in our coverage area, but because Petoskey's on the fringe, we don't get to see him a whole lot unless he's playing over here against the TC schools. He's a great basketball player, great baseball player. He's going to play football at Central Michigan. Uh, you know, he's been the quarterback for Petoskey for uh, multiple seasons. So that's a, uh, you know, while, while people right around Traverse City maybe ha- haven't seen a lot of him or heard a lot of him, he's definitely one of the best outgoing athletes in, in this last year's senior class. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just a three-sport three star for Petoskey. And, uh, I mean, I, I, think it was, I think it was Brendan, after seeing him in football, was just like, wow, this kid is really something. Uh, saw them play against T.C. West. I saw him a couple times in basketball. And other coaches, I heard other coaches in baseball raving about this kid. Not, not from Petoskey. You know, coaches, some of the T.C. coaches and Gaylord coach that I talked to and stuff just raved about this kid. But our next pick is also from Petoskey, catcher Taylor Troxel. Uh, the senior is one of the Big North Conference's top hitters, hit 455 with 17 doubles, 27 RBIs, 32 runs, and he is going on to play at the next level at Alma College. Another pitcher, Traverse City Central junior Sam Schmidt. He provided a good bat for Central, hitting 360 with 9 doubles, 4 triples, 19 ribbies, and 22 runs, but was a huge contributor on the mound, including pitching Central's district win over Traverse City West. He was one of only two first-team All-Big North Conference pitchers. He's one of those guys that is kind of sneaky. Uh, you don't expect much out of him, but he plays lockdown baseball. I've, I've seen him a couple times over the year when he pitched that game against West. He pitched a, pitched a shutout, and it was, not, it was what, what's the way I'd put it, uh, cold-blooded. Yeah, and I think it says a lot that, I mean, the Big North Conference, they only pick two pitchers mm-hmm. on the first team for the All-Conference team, and, you know, Schmidt was one of them along with Wilson, Wilson, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and there's a lot of good pitchers in the Big North Conference. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ryan Hayes did not get a first-team all-conference this year. But the next person to go on to our list is from Brethren, a junior shortstop and pitcher, Jake Riggs. Uh, he led all area pitchers in strikeouts this season uh, with 112 and 53 innings pitched. He posted an 8-1 record with a 1.18 ERA. He made six appearances of three or more innings and did not give up a hit during those he only walked seven batters, had the highest batting average in the area, hitting 651 with 13 doubles, four triples, 26 RBIs, 28 runs, and 21 steals. And I'm almost positive he was our first no-hitter of the season. Yeah, I think he threw a perfect game yeah, early in the season. Yeah, that's what it was. It was. He yeah. Th- yeah, threw a perfect game very early in the season, started it off really hot. Traverse City West junior Brendan Pierce, also a pitcher, hit 414 for the Titans. He came in a close second to teammate Mike Laracy. He added 12 RBIs, 19 runs, 3 steals, and had a 469 on-base percentage and 900 OPS. Trevor City St. Francis senior catcher Cooper Peterson is up next on our team. Hillsdale College commit put up a 443 batting average this year, hit 5 home runs, had 9 doubles, 26 RBIs, 29 runs, also stole 8 bases, which is pretty good for a guy in the catcher position who's you know, usually a... Uh, 
that's a lot of wear and tear on the knees. You don't see a whole lot of base dealers at that position, even at the high school level. A lot of times you get courtesy runners for them. So. Yeah, so they're not even running at all. So I played, I played high school yeah. baseball, and I think I scored two or three runs my entire career because I never ran all four bases. <laughs> I mean, he's also a leader defensively for them uh, and really you know helps the, the pitching staff out and uh, deters other teams from running on them as well. Cooper's brother, Casey Peterson, also a senior, his twin brother, a pitcher and outfielder for St. Francis, has been completely dominant for two seasons now. Uh, this year he put up a .36 ERA to go with a 10-0 record. He struck out 85 batters in 57 and a third innings, giving up only three earned runs all year. That's pretty outrageous. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the ERA last year was lower than that. That's the first time I've seen those numbers, and that's mind-blowing. The last Peterson to get listed to our list, no relation to Casey or Cooper Peterson, uh, is the infielder from Glen Lake, the senior, Cade Peterson. He led the Lakers in numerous hitting categories, putting up a big senior season with a 5'11 average, 10 doubles, 3 home runs, 33 RBIs. He also added 31 runs of his own and uh, stole 11 bases. This is his third Dream Team selection this season, so a very, very, very talented three-sport athlete. Yeah, we've talked about it multiple times that he's one of those one of those guys who's definitely up for male athlete of the year uh, when you consider the entire athletic calendar. Uh, football, basketball, baseball. The kid he, is a tremendous talent and a tremendous leader. Is, so far, is he the only one to be named to fall, winter, and spring dream team? Well, we've got another one the, coming the up. The actual, I said, I said up the actual now. dream team? Up until now. Of the ten or so names. Be on the all-region team, there's been several that made all three. But Oh, right, because basketball, the dream team is only five, so it's very small. Yeah, so Kelly wasn't on the dream team. Right. Then yes, your answer is yes. Okay. And if your uh, initials were CP and you played baseball this season, the odds are pretty decent that you made the dream team. Or if you were just a Peterson. Yeah. Uh. If your last name is Peterson <laughs> yeah. and your first name started with C. Another St. Francis addition to the list, junior shortstop and pitcher Keaton Peck. He's a slick fielding shortstop who batted 429 with 16 doubles, 31 RBI, 25 runs, 6 steals, and also took a role as the Gladiators' closer. The next person added to the dream team would be the speedster from Traverse City St. Francis, the junior outfielder Danny Passano. He hit 392 for the regional finalist Gladiators, and he had 10 doubles, 4 triples, and 2 home runs. He batted in 16 runs, had 13 steals, and crossed the plate 35 times on his own at the top of that Traverse City St. Francis order. He's also one of the best and, like I said, quickest center fielders in the area. He can cover ground unlike uh, most most players in high school can. Mm-hmm. I almost thought he'd throw out a guy at first from center field. Like, that's how good of a first center fielder he is. That's a hose right there. Yeah, and to jump off the ball. I mean, to get that ball in one hop and then have the... It's on your hand before the motion even comes through. <clears throat> yeah, just to have the wherewithal to see that guy maybe wasn't running full speed at first base to first base and, and go there. Once again, in my high school days, I have been thrown out at first base from right field, of course. That, so it wasn't because you were a catcher. That's why you weren't running. No, I was slow. Yes, I, I, we've been over this many <laughs> times, how much I personally hate running. So that's why I loved baseball was I basically was limited to a role where I never had to run. The only time I had to run is when I was backing up first base on an infield ball. I think you were actually there when we played on our co-ed volleyball or softball team, and I threw two people out at first base from right field in the same game. Was that that one game yeah. that I played? No, I think that was the only game all season that both of us played. Oh, okay. 
I guess I, I don't really remember a whole lot from that game, but... You played in left, didn't you? Yes. All right, um, our next player is uh, Frankfurt senior pitcher Kirk Myers. Uh, he's heading to Albion College to play college baseball. Uh, had a, just, uh, just a tiny, tiny earned run average at .44. And Cooper Peterson, or Casey Peterson's was, what, .36? .44 is just... Still sub one when you add them together. That's, that's, yeah. Just, yeah. that's two pitchers with less than one. Uh, and then overall, he was 11 and 0. He had a save, uh, 1.20 ERA, and 77 strikeouts in 64 innings with only 18 walks. Yeah, that's the kind of baseball game I'd want to watch. Let's put Frankfurt against St. Francis every game and just have those two guys on the hill. Well, there's still some more. They still both both of those teams have multiple pitchers who have things just like that. I know. Put them on a three-game series, know. and then we'll, or put them on a five-game series, and we'll see what happens. It'd be fun. <clears throat> Our reigning baseball player of the year, Traverse City St. Francis, first baseman Joey Muzlakovic. Uh, he joined this podcast prior to the beginning of the season. Of course, uh, we found out he was not going to be pitching. Uh, because of an injury suffered during football season before he heads off to Wayne State. But he still had a great year at the plate. Hit three home runs, including one out of Comerica Park. He batted 426, nine doubles, 30 RBI, 29 runs scored, and 12 steals. Now, another one of those Frankfurt pitchers that I was just kind of alluding to, uh, the senior from Frankfurt, Jack Morrow, Somehow he managed to have a lower ERA in the Northwest Conference than his teammate Kirk Myers. And this is that completely outrageous number of just .21. He is also going to play Albion with uh, the pitching partner of Kirk Myers. So they're definitely going to be getting a one-two punch that should be extremely dangerous. Although his overall ERA was a bit higher, it was uh, 1.64. He had a 10-0 record and led Frankfurt with 98 strikeouts to only 17 walks in 59 and two-third innings. So it's kind of a toss-up there between Kirk and Jack to see who would you who you want to make that one-game series pitch. Next up, we go to a, a little bit different team. We haven't had anybody from this one yet uh, in, in either of the softball or baseball dream teams yet. Uh, but Jacob Motler, an infielder from Onakama, senior. Hit 588, which was third best out of all hitters in the area. Hit four home runs, three triples, 26 RBIs, 23 steals, 24 runs, and uh, had more triples and home runs this season than he did doubles. He only had two doubles. So it's like, if it's not going to be three or four bags, I'm just not going to bother. <laughs> well, that one departing senior from Gaylord St. Mary that we mentioned earlier in the podcast when talking about our coach of the year, that's Drew Long. The uh, veteran on a young Snowbirds team that advanced to the state semifinals for a third straight year hit 484 with eight doubles, a home run, 31 RBI, 31 runs, and he posted a 9-3 record with a 1.57 ERA and 85 strikeouts in 71 in the third innings. Yeah, it's interesting they have him and they have the other Drew on the team, Drew Koenig, and they both pitch and catch. So when one comes out of the game, the other one goes in and... And pitcher and catcher, and they just kind of flip-flop. It's pretty Well, just speaking of, I'll skip ahead one, just because you did mention Drew Koenig. Uh, he is also a member of the Dream Team. Uh, comparing to his Gaylord St. Mary teammate, he is only a sophomore, but he was a very impressive hitter. 
He had a 363 average with 11 doubles, just one home run, but he also had 35 RBIs. Uh, he scored 22 runs of his own, but really it was his pitching that made him stand out. Uh, he had a 12-1 record, 67 strikeouts in 55 and two-thirds innings, and he had a 1.89 ERA. And remember, that's kind of the one that's going to be taken over for Drew on the mound, so they still have a lot of young promise there. We'll stick with uh, players who play catcher and uh, go with Traverse City West senior Mike Laracy. Uh, the, the Titans backstop really came on as a junior and senior, hit 417 this year with nine doubles, two triples, a home run, and 29 RBIs. Led the team with 23 walks. So he had an OPS of 1.107. He's also committed to play college at Adrian College. That's those eyes of a catcher. That's, that's that's all it is. You know that strike zone. You're going to draw a lot of walks when you are, I mean, you're a little bit closer to the umpire than most people, so you'll know exactly where to look. Our home run king this season, uh, Frankfurt senior outfielder Griffin Kelly. He didn't commit an error all year. He hit 452 with eight doubles, three triples, and ten homers. He, Like I said, he was the only baseball player to hit double digits and hits leaving the yard. 30 RBI. 47 runs scored and 23 steals. He didn't quite complete that three Dream Team selections. He was pretty darn close. Uh, he was our player of the year in football, Dream Teamer in baseball, basketball. I forget which team he fell on, but he was somewhere on still the uh, he was on the all region. Team. Another one of those players that is certainly up for male athlete of the year. The next addition will be the Born City junior pitcher Ethan Hills. He is only second among all area pitchers in strikeouts with 109. He did that in just 50 and two-third innings, so that's very impressive going over two strikeouts per inning. Hills posted a 7-3 record with a .71 ERA for the season. He led the Ramblers out to a regional game and definitely was one of the reasons why they could make it that far. Then we have Traverse City West senior pitcher Brian Hayes, one of the top strikeout pitchers in the area. He uh, with 78 batters in 52 innings. Walking only 11, had a 5-2 record with a 2.01 ERA and a 2.23 batting average against. Also added six doubles and 30 RBIs as a hitter. Well, we had one Gapinski from Gaylord on the softball team. We have another on the baseball team. I'm not 100% certain that they're brother and sister. My guess would be it's a pretty safe bet, but if not, I won't say so, just in case. But senior Jordan Gapinski... Big first baseman, hit 347 with 26 ribbies for the Blue Devils. He had a home run, 12 runs scored, four steals, in addition to putting up good numbers on the mound where he was 4-1 in 19 Ks in a limited 28 innings. He led the BNC with 11 ribbies in league play, and he is one of three departing Gaylord seniors committed to Aquinas. Another Titan to join the list is the junior outfielder Sam DeKuyper. He took on... A big role this year, including a little bit of pitching, but he led the Titans on the offensive side in a couple different categories. In RBIs with 37, with runs with 35, and 11 doubles. And he also hit 383 for his average. He stole 16 bases, so showing a little bit of speed. He also put up a 492 slugging percentage and drew first team All Big North honors. Another All Big North Conference player is Sam Briggs, senior second baseman from Traverse City Central. Uh, just a very speedy infielder, uh, headed to play at Grand Rapids Community College. Hit 385 this season with a 481 on base percentage for the Trojans. Had also added uh, six doubles, 18 RBIs, and scored 37 runs at the top of that T 
TC Central order. Another Trojans infielder, uh, just to a couple positions over Briggs' right. Third baseman Matt Carrado, a junior, uh, was the big bat in the middle of Central's lineup. He had a 387 average, hit 15 doubles, two triples, and a pair of home runs. He drove in 29 ribbies and had 35 runs scored. Now the last one to add to our dream team before we get to our player of the year will be the pitcher and infielder, senior from TC Christian, Jake Bardenhagen. Uh, one of the Sabres' top threats, he hit 587 on the season with 12 doubles, six triples, three homers. He batted in 35 runs and also stole 26 bases. He combined with Emerson Schlegel on a no-hitter during the season as well, so you can add that to his resume. All right, well, if you haven't figured it out, our uh, baseball dream team player of the year would be Frankfurt catcher Brett Zimmerman. Um, he had a ridiculous 640 this season, led the Northwest Conference in, in batting this year as well. Was named All-America team for the second time. But first team this time. Yeah. He was second team last year. This year he's a first team All-American. And earned his, and earned his first, fourth All-State selection this year. Yeah, four, four, four years. Time. Fourth first team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so four-time first team All-Stater. He's committed to go in Wayne State with Muzlakovich. Throughout 75% of guys who tried to steal bases on him. Mind you, only like 16 times he tried to get stolen on because that's how dangerous. Everybody has known after his last three years, you just don't run on Zimmerman. Yeah, and it's to still to total. 75. Yeah. I mean, if you... If we should get, probably scouted him out We should probably find out who the four kids that stole on him were and do a story about it. Yeah. Or the other 16 who thought that maybe they were... Fast enough to, to get away with that. Well, I had I had one coach I won't I won't name who, but he said, yeah, there, we knew going into Frankfurt we were going to run on Zimmerman. One of his kids got the wrong sign and tried to steal a bag and got thrown up by six or eight feet. And he looked at it. He said he looked at his kid. And was just like, what are you doing? We we told you before the game we're not running at all. So that just tells you, you know, just the reputation speaks for itself. Yeah, and then some, some other just numbers here. Uh, only struck out five times all season. Walked 18 times. He had 14 doubles, four triples for a catcher. Again, we've noted catchers. The, a speed, lot of times, num the speed numbers get better here as we go. They do. He also hit five home runs, drove in 47, scored 49 runs, and had 32 steals. So he stole a base eight times for every time that he allowed one. I want to know what his war is. I was literally about to say that out loud. I wonder what his war is. Let's get into some of this advanced maybe, saber metrics. Maybe Coach Zimmerman will figure that out for us. He might have a little more time. He might. Yeah. How many games did they win this season? 26. 26? Set his war at about 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that literally is like Mike Trout numbers. This is video game numbers. No. Well, Mike Trout is putting up video game numbers right now. Mike Trout is a video game. <laughs> He's not a real person. Yeah, he was just a simulation. This is all a simulation for living in the Matrix. He's just code. Well, there was little debate on who our baseball player of the year was. Uh, there really was no arguing one way or the other against Zimmerman, uh, who kept off a stellar career as we just went over. So congratulations to him and all our other Dream Teamers. Again, you can catch Second Teamers and Honorable Mentions in Sunday, July 22nd, print edition. And as I said before, softball will be Saturday, July 21st. So grab a copy off the rack 
check it out. That wraps up the pulse. We'll jump right into the bulletin board where James has a few tidbits for us. Jake maybe is going to help out too. Maybe James is going to take it all. I'm not really sure. I'm letting them run this segment today. There have been rumors swirling around the beach bums for quite some time. We keep getting calls from people saying this, saying that, and we keep trying to check it out and haven't really found out a whole lot, although James maybe has a little bit more than we've had in quite some time in regards to the future of the Traverse City Frontier League team. Yeah, we've tried on multiple occasions to uh, to do, kind of chase down this story about the, the possible sale of the, red, the, sale of the sale, beach right? bums, and uh, it's just been a, a story that's kind of been floating out there for for quite a while. Um, so uh, we had heard that they kind of had been connected to someone with the West Michigan Whitecaps, the Detroit Tigers single-A affiliate in Grand Rapids. And uh, so I, I messaged somebody from the Grand Rapids Whitecaps, didn't hear anything back for a couple of days, then suddenly got a message back that was pretty carefully worded. So it probably became maybe, probably maybe, from somebody uh, from kind the of PR department, from somebody up above them, but uh, said that you know that uh, they've known the owners of the Beach Bums for quite some time and have had discussions over the last few years regarding the f- future of Werfel Park. At this point, there's nothing to confirm other than initial interest and that some discussions have occurred. I heard from a different a different source in the real estate world that said that he had heard that they had been there was kind of an agreement for them to become a wood bat league team a college wood bat league team uh, possibly in the Northwoods league uh, i mean that would be a, a league where it would still be high quality baseball i mean you're talking your elite baseball players your elite college higher. baseball it might even be better it might even be higher because you're talking yeah. about probably all-american level guys guys, guys who, who will get really think that they are going to get drafted high yeah, yeah they want this practice playing with wood bats to show the scouts that you know that they can handle that and, majors, and so. yeah and uh so you're you're looking at pretty high level of of play, and then the potential of players going on much more frequently to higher levels of baseball. Of course, we haven't gotten the beach bums themselves to confirm any of this. My last conversation with the beach bums front office vehemently denied any such agreements uh, being in place in regards to the future of the beach bums. The most concrete information that I did get from uh, owner John Werfel was the fact that he and his wife, Leslie, who is a co-owner of the team, uh, would like to retire at some point. So they have thought about a future sale, but nothing's ever gone beyond that. So, you know, we'll we'll keep our ears to the ground on this one and, and see what happens. It's not like we've been hearing these things just the last year. We've been hearing them for years, and nothing's happened yet. So... Yeah, it's been a pretty persistent rumor, but it it makes sense that if, if something was going to happen, that it would probably happen after the season was done. I, I don't imagine that anything would be announced during the season. So, I mean, if you have an announcement coming, it probably wouldn't be until after the the regular season is over, at least in early September, or if the Beach Bums make the playoffs even later than that. The Red Wings announced their training camp dates, as I said at the beginning of the podcast. Detroit will make its way to Traverse City once more, so... I'll let Jake run over those dates real quickly before we run to the Hall of Fame. 
The Red Wings training camp and the prospect tournament will both be coming back to Traverse City for the 20th year. They're going back to center ice. Center ice recently made about a quarter million dollars in renovations in order to keep this tournament and this training camp in Traverse City, including new board caps, new glass, um, some new Kevlar netting for fan safety and player safety. Basically a lot of upgrades to make sure that these guys who come to Traverse City leave without being injured or having any type of serious deals. The Prospect Tournament returns on September 7th and runs through September 11th. And then just a few days later, the Red Wings training camp will go underway from September 14th through the 18th. The A-team field at the Prospect Tournament includes the Red Wings, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Dallas Stars, the Minnesota Wild, the New York Rangers, and the St. Louis Blues. Um, prospects from these teams will compete in a round-robin-style tournament, and you can buy tickets online, you can go on in, but definitely an event that brings a lot of intrigue up to Traverse City. They have their annual golf tournament where you can play with uh, Red Wings alumni or current players, so there's a lot of fundraising going on, and Center Ice has definitely stepped its game up in order to keep the Red Wings around. And James, safe to say that there's a pretty good chance we'll see the sixth overall pick for the Prospects Tournament, Some, someone that a lot of people around hockey are pretty high on? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, Philip Zadina will be there at the draft, I mean at the Prospects Tournament. Uh, and, and a lot of mock drafts and analysts had him going way higher than sixth, so when he slept to the Red Wings at sixth, there was pretty much no way that you could not take him, even though they kind of had a need, more of a need at defense. I guess at the at the NHL level, but to just to get another elite forward to go with that group of guys that they have in you know Larkin and Mantha, but they have a they have a pretty potentially elite group of young forwards there, um, and just to add another one to that, I think should help the team here for for quite a while. And they address they address defense later in the draft with multiple picks, um, but uh, if uh, if people are interested also in purchasing tickets for the actual Red Wings training camp itself. Uh, public ticket sales go live on Tuesday, July 24th at 10 a.m. There is a 24-hour pre-sale for Red Wings season ticket holders starting July 22nd from 10 a.m. until July 23rd at 10 a.m. And uh, those tickets get you in for the entire day. The tickets for the Prospects Tournament also get you in for the entire day. It's a, actually a pretty good deal. Um, you get to, get to watch a couple of NHL games for one pretty good little price. Well, speaking of tickets... We have four to give away, and based on the shares and retweets of last week's episode with Manton's Ethan Ansick, it's quite apropos who won those tickets. I would recommend anybody who hasn't listened to last week's episode to go back and uh, at the very least listen to our interview with Ethan Ansick. Or listen to the whole thing. Well, yeah, you're certainly welcome to listen to the whole thing, but if you're going to pick 20 minutes... Why wouldn't you? That's right. Why wouldn't you? But if you're only if you only have twenty minutes to give, if you're only going to survive this world for another twenty minutes, that's what I recommend you go do. Oh, uh, well, you might be stretching it there. I'm but trying to sell it, okay? I know. <laughs> but you uh, might be stretching it a bit. But I have these four beach bums tickets uh, that will go to Manton's Pam Hall. Uh, she shared our podcast on Facebook, so we appreciate that. We'll uh, get in touch with her and uh, send these tickets out to her in the mail as soon as we can. So congratulations, Pam, and thank you for listening to the Get Around Podcast. Time now to turn our attention to the Hall of Fame. 
Don't forget to mention it. If you share or retweet okay. this week's podcast, yeah. okay. there's another four tickets up for grabs. Another four tickets up for the Beach Bums, who have won four series in a row. They're knocking on the door of 500. They're not that far out of the whatever division they're in race. East, west, probably yeah, east. They're, yeah, they're right there in the division. I mean, they're contending for a playoff spot if they can keep this recent streak this up. tear going on. Yeah. They just walked off in one So we'll, we'll give a four-pack away each week for the next six weeks. Um, and with that, as I was trying to say before Jake just hijacked the whole <laughs> podcast, we'll turn our attention to the Get Around Hall of Fame and induct three new members retroactively from the spring sports season. I'll go ahead and jump off right from the top. And these are all players that we've went through today, dream teamers that did not make – dream teamers who did not make the – Hall of Fame during the regular season, and I'll take Traverse City Central softball's Lily Briggs. James? we go with Traverse City West baseball's Mike Laracy. And, and Jake? And I will take Frankfurt's pitcher, Jack Morrow. So congratulations to the three of them. Obviously, there's many more deserving of this honor, but those were a few of the names that we really felt, uh, based on what we saw from them this year, should get the extra shout-out. And you have now become... The latest members of the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Congratulations. We have arrived at the trifecta, and uh, we prefaced this a little earlier. Just, you know, who's a, who's someone we'd go watch on a day off or throw a, little, throw a few bucks down to go see play after what we've seen or perhaps wish we had seen over the course of this athletic calendar. Jake, you're kind of limited to spring candidates, so... I don't know if I would necessarily choose a player to watch okay. for money, but to see a team play that I didn't get to see, or I, or even a game, if I could match up two teams, I would love to see Kale Casca and Frankfurt softball go back at it. And watch. I did see that game. I know you did. I would love to see that uh, happen and see a Wilkinson-Tomaszewski showdown, and uh, I think I would pay to see those two teams go head-to-head. Yeah, St. Francis-Frankfurt baseball would be a pretty amazing one. So I'm going to actually pick a player. If, if I had to pay to play, watch one spring athlete play, it would be Brett Zimmerman, just because I, this is one of the times when I wish that they had the uh, near-far baseball game again. And they stopped having that last year, but it was the old baseball, it was an area baseball all-star game where they would just pick the players who were nearest to Traverse City versus the players who were farther away and have them play an all-star game against each other. Because uh, that would just be that kind of game you know people would try to steal on Zimmerman <laughs> oh, yeah. in an all-star game, and it would just be interesting to try to, to, to watch. I guess I'm going to kind of mix the two, a team and a player. I have seen the player play in another sport, but in two years I never saw Cade Peterson play quarterback for Glen Lake, nor did I see Glen Lake football ever play at all. And uh, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, how does it? It was, uh, I mean, especially how, you know, the deep run that they made two seasons ago and this year. And it just, it never, the schedule, the stars never aligned to allow me to see Glen Lake football play. So that's who I would pay to see play right now because it's, uh, you know, one of those ones that I just regret not having been able to witness. All right, well, good episode, guys. I think hopefully our Audible Probably viewers not. liked it. Probably, maybe. 
But that'll do it for episode 43 of the Get Around Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great week.